Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie, it's you, Jamie. Don't be alarmed, but I think there's a guy following you. Maybe we should get that guard dog we talked about? Nothing too scary, maybe like a Bichon with an attitude? You know, Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats at no extra cost, so... Wait, the guy stood up when I stood up. He's on the phone. He's looking right at me. Oh, wait, it's just my reflection. Don't tell anyone about this. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. We're watching in a bar. Welcome to Postcast. Outside Madison Square Garden where the Jazz have just won a Sunday game. I'm David Locke along with Ron Boom. Scott Rogers who does all the graphics on the and all the fonts. But you don't know what a font is because you're not in the business. So don't worry about if it. You're, if you're in a bar, you appreciate me. Yes. He's the one who tells you the game if you're in the bar, which is really appropriate. But that's a totally different subject. So anyway, he's joining us for Postcast. Jazz win today. Gordon Hayward returns. It's all on Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Android, whatever it is you get and catch Postcast after every game. Uh, great to have Gordon back. I think the highlight to me uh, was to see the lineup we've all wondered about. Gordon, George Hill, Rodney Hood, Gordon Hayward, Joe Jonathan Floor, and either big. And frankly, the Knicks are terrible defensively, but that they had no chance defending that lineup. Well, they had no chance uh, except if one of the, or two of the players got hot like they did in that first quarter. Pazingas was on fire, Camilo Anthony catch fire, and then the Jazz put themselves scrambling, you know, it's important where they were trying to find some so on the stop. Fortunately, Brzingis picks up uh, its third foul. That's to lead the ball game, and the Jazz got back in it. Well, that was. If we're gonna, we'll go back to the lineup in a second. The key stretch of this game, unquestionably, is the final minute and a half of the first half, where the Jazz, who trailed by eight, probably had this font up. The Jazz trailed by eight or more for the entire second quarter. I did not have that. I did not have that. Did you I, have I, that Gordon Hayward's 14 free throws without a miss were the sixth most in Jazz history? No, I did not have that either. You have that he's made 24 straight at Madison Square Garden? not have that either. They count on you for that stuff. That, that, and those aren't digestible in a bar. But I, I could, when the, the Jazz had their oppressive fourth quarter, when they started six and nine in the fourth and another impressive fourth quarter, I had all that stuff. And Rodney Hood doing a lot of that damage. Rod, had that. Rodney 12 I in the quarter. I wouldn't know yes. that actually because they didn't give me a visiting feed. They only gave me a home feed. But that's a long list of stories about today's experience. We're trying to have fun because we had all, like, I think we all had the worst work experience we could possibly have, and so luckily we won because we're all in a good mood about it. What jumped out of you, Scott? Scott's a brilliant basketball guy we don't hear from very often, so what, what jumped out of you? I just think that the way the Jazz just kind of workmanlike got themselves back in the game and then another tremendous fourth quarter, three of the last four games, I mean, out of control fourth quarter, and George Hill so impressive at getting the Jazz into the right situation and then, you know, Rodney catches a little bit of fire, and away you go. But another tremendous shooting fourth quarter. And, they, you know, they're going to win a lot of games if they shoot 60-plus percent in the fourth. By the way, did you catch the little analytics game that went on? It's my new dream is a 30-30 game where you shoot 30% or more of your field goal attempts from three and you shoot 30 free throws. That's Ooh. like the perfect game. Yeah. They shot 33% of their shots from three and shot 35 free throws. It's like that's efficiency perfection today. Well, And that was probably the most important part of the basketball game, the fact that the Jazz made 30 or 35 free throws, six and six there in the fourth. Why is that important, David? Because that's what kept them close in the first half shots from the free throw line, and it carried over into the second half. But you got to make free throws, that's for sure. The great thing about this basketball game was I thought was George Hill. Uh, the success that he's having, no turnovers, very much under control when he gets into the paint. And then the, the pass to Rodney Hood at the closing seconds of the, of the basketball game, if you notice, he caught the basketball, 
He saw that, that Lance Thomas came to, to double-team him. That meant that Lee had to pick up Gordon. And so I, it looked like in midair he decided that, okay, Lee's there. That left Rodney Hood under the basket by himself. And he makes the, he sealed the ball game with that play. He's in just such complete control. It's so, I mean, and, and I almost feel bad for Shelvin and Dante because it's just like when they when George leaves the game, it's so obvious right now that it makes them even look – it just it shows you how good George Hill really is. What do you see out of Gordon today? I, I saw Gordon very relaxed and very confident. He missed his first two shots, um, and and then he the shot that he made in transition I think got him started. But I think and I kept going back to that imaginary basketball that I watched him play with Johnny with Johnny Bryant during the during during the period where he couldn't touch the basketball, couldn't didn't want him dribbling, didn't want him shooting and all that kind of stuff. So he had an imaginary game going where he would practice bouncing it, but dribbling the basketball would, and then he would work on his footwork and moves and shooting. I mean, that type of thing kind of reminds you of when you were a kid when it was raining outside and you couldn't go outside and play, you know, that type of thing. But I just felt that that's what kept coming to mind and just seemed like that imaginary game just transferred over to, to into this afternoon. Scott's great because Scott's as a big fan as anyone. I think all of us have been really giddy about trying to see what this team would look like. I know Alec and Boris aren't here, but for the first time we got to see some signs of what all of us, I think, envisioned, uh, particularly that fourth quarter lineup of what the Jazz are going to have out there. It was pretty awesome. When you have three guys that are a threat to go for double-digit points in any quarter, you you can get back in a game fast. And just to expand on what Booner said about Gordon, just like last year we used to see Gordon like having to drag three guys to the hoop, and he got most of his shots in the flow of the offense. I mean, it looked easy, just like preseason. You know, he was getting easy shots, and he's going to knock them down like that. There's also some great strategy from the Jazz coaching staff I wanted to point out. Przingis only shoots 40% in the post, so the Jazz were willing to do a lot of switching that put Przingis in the post because they knew he couldn't damage them there. It felt like you had mismatches when George Hill was guarding or other things, but if you go back through the game, never once did Przingis score in any of those circumstances. That's really good scouting and coaching, and sometimes the best scouting and the best coaching that's done in a game is the stuff that you don't see and you don't feel it afterwards. I thought that was the case tonight. Well, you can see that Coach Snyder changed things up there as well. You know, Przingis was hot in the first quarter. Now, you got three fouls and took himself out of the basketball game but you know once that happened the Jazz were able to get things going but you know every coach knows the the strengths of, of players and so uh, they took advantage of that and, and you know Coach Snyder did a great job I think of uh, first of all he closed with, with Joe Johnson and I think you and I have talked about this uh, about the luxury he's going to have of, of picking and choosing who he can close a, to close a game with tonight this afternoon rather he chose to, to close with I think he's a real deal. He's going to be a pretty good player. He's, he's worth the price of admission. I love Porzingis. I was so disappointed when they came to Utah and he was like three points and out of there after we killed him. But I'd, I'd love to have his future, and I love watching the guy, definitely. And you can see why the Bucks go for Thon Marker. They think, oh, we can we can get one of those guys. You know, people are looking for those guys now. But they I tell you what. They him here. That's true. That's true. The uh yeah, well, the one thing I think that uh, the Knicks probably got better than they expected with Derrick Rose, but I think they're going to get worse than they expected with Joakim Noah. He does not look good. And I don't think they're going to have Derrick Rose on most nights. Final one, final thought for everyone. We saw the lineup of Hill, Hood, Hayward, and Joe Johnson for the first time. That's four guys that can run a pick and roll, four guys that all shoot over 40% on catch-and-shoot threes. That is going to be miserable for people to guard. That is Postcast and Lockdown Jazz, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.